So this is a difficult podcast to do. And my guess is that it's a difficult podcast to listen to. And uh, I apologize for that. It's also a little different in that I actually took some notes. (laughs) I was reading a book called The Red Queen by Matt Ridley. And a lot of what I'm going to talk about comes from there. But I also did a little bit of digging online. And I hope that the chain I'm going to draw is wrong. I hope I hope I have the story wrong. And if I do have it wrong, I hope you'll tell me. But I talk a lot about how you have this difference in approach. On the one hand, you have a bottom-up approach of humility that values the individual. And on the other side, you have this sort of top-down approach, an approach based on certainty, a super-rational approach, what might be called a utilitarian approach, what some might call idealistic. And today I want to talk about where that kind of approach can lead. Just one example. There was a man in the 1840s, or I should say in the early 19th century, named Malthus. He was a scientist. He was also a doomsday prophet. His basic thesis was that population would increase faster than the food supply, and the result would be worldwide starvation. He did a lot of work to figure this out. It was a rational conclusion, based on evidence, and rooted in science. And the scientific community and the political community, especially in England at the time, agreed with him. This was commonly accepted science. Now let's look at the results. In the 1840s, the Irish potato harvest failed. As a result, the British deliberately withheld food relief efforts. They blocked food because of the theory of Malthus. The starvation of the Irish to them was confirming evidence that the Malthusian theory was correct, that there were too many people to feed. Therefore, logically, culling was necessary. To feed the Irish, to feed the poor, would just be cruel. It would prolong the inevitable. As a result, one million Irish people died. In the 1870s, there was a famine in India. Again, not enough food was being grown because of weather, monsoons. The British implemented the same techniques for the same reason. And they saw the same result. 
10 million Indians died, many of starvation. 10 million. That's 10 times the result of the British implementation of Malthusian theory in Ireland. Now, it's clear that after these two disasters, that Malthusian theory was put to rest. It was immediately rejected, and it is remembered with horror and shame. Well, not quite. That's not quite what happened. In the 1880s, there was a man named Francis Galton. He was a statistician. He was a scientist, and he was also a eugenicist. Yes, eugenics. Eugenics is based on the theory of Malthus. And just like Malthusian theory, boy, did eugenics become popular. It became popular in England and in the United States. Groups found common cause with eugenics. Groups who were anti-immigration. Groups who supported women's rights. Groups who controlled most colleges, and groups that supported the birth control movement. All these groups were supporters of the eugenics movement. Socialists, especially, were huge fans of eugenics. They wanted the state to control human breeding. This is how Planned Parenthood got started. It was originally designed by Margaret Sanger to be implemented in the African-American communities to control population of African-Americans. So this was news to me. In the 1930s, in the United States, 30 states had forced sterilization. 30 states. 64,000 people were involuntarily sterilized. 62,000 of them were women. In the 1930s, Jewish refugees were trying to flee from Nazi Germany. And they were turned away, partially because of the influence of eugenics. They were seen as inferior. Over in Europe, Guess who was paying attention to the eugenics movement in the States? The Germans. The Germans started something called the German Society for Racial Hygiene. And they started doing the same thing that we were in America in the 1930s. Selective breeding and forced sterilization. Guess which political party supported this society? and joined in droves. The National Socialists. You may know that party better by the term Nazis. Now, nobody likes the Nazis. Nobody likes the Nazis. But the ideas of Malthus and Galton weren't discouraged by that. You would think once the Nazis liked eugenics, people would realize that the ideas of Malthus and Galton were terrible. 
abhorrent and they would reject them. But they didn't. They started an organization called the Club of Rome. Quote, it's an organization of individuals who share a common concern for the future of humanity, and it is specifically based on Malthusian ideas. There are too many people and not enough resources. And just like Malthus, they have models, beautiful mathematical models that predicted disaster. This was in the 1950s and 60s when it got started. These models were precise and absolutely wrong. In one of the key reports of the Club of Rome, they wrote, we need, quote, a common enemy. All these dangers, global warming, water shortages, famine, are caused by human intervention in natural processes. The real enemy is humanity itself. Well, guess who listened to the Club of Rome? The Chinese Communist Party in 1979. As a result, they implemented the one-child policy. 300 million abortions was the result. From 1980 to 2014, over 100 million Chinese women were forcibly sterilized. It's impossible to tell how many female children, infants, were killed but the best guesses are around 100 million. The Club of Rome wasn't done. It also influenced and funded a natural ally, environmental groups. They supported and support groups like the Sierra Club and the World Wildlife Fund. Now, I say to myself, Matt, are you really saying that these environmental groups are based in Malthusian theory, that they are fundamentally anti-human? Yes, that's what I'm saying, and I hope I'm wrong. But then you have someone like Paul Ehrlich, a neo-Malthusian who warned of overpopulation and advocated immediate action. Now, what do you think the result of this was? Well, the Club of Rome turned the ear of the United States in the 1970s. And as a result, the United States made foreign aid to India and Africa contingent on forced sterilization. By 1976, 3 million forced sterilizations a year were occurring. And in 1976 alone, there were 8 million Indians who were forcibly sterilized because of U.S. influence that was based in Malthusian theory that was advocated by the Club of Rome and that was popularized by Paul Ehrlich. Paul Ehrlich had very spe specific predictions, very specific ways to end the horrible population growth that was going to doom the world. 
and the same policies that the U.S. implemented were the ones promoted in his books and writings. Forced sterilization and stopping food aid. All of his models were wrong. And millions and millions of people died as a result. Now, I'm a humanist. And I say that Malthus was wrong. I say that Galton was wrong. And I say that Ehrlich was wrong. The arrogance of these men with their top-down prescriptions, with their utilitarian views, millions dead today so the population of the earth survives. To kill millions because of their mathematical models. They suffered from the sin of pride. We know now what solves overpopulation. It's not sterilization. It's not starving people to death. It's prosperity. It's increasing the rights of women. But that didn't prevent these horrors. It didn't prevent this arrogance. And that arrogant approach is a hallmark of fascism, of national socialism, of communism. These are religions of the state, and they're based on absolute truth. They're based on the belief that they know the absolute truth. Real science is humble. It never presumes to know. These men thought they were noble, and they had noble ends. And noble ends don't just justify cruel means. They demand cruel means. They demand the death of millions. In Ireland, in India, in China, in Africa. They do the wrong thing for the right reason. And that is a terrifying, terrifying approach. But it's very seductive. So the next time someone excuses their actions with, oh, but I was well-intended, I'm going to remember the million people dead in Ireland. I'm going to remember the 10 million people dead in India. And I'm going to remember 100 million female babies murdered in China. All right. That's it. I got to go.